0: Hello, you have reached the automated answering service of your school. In order to assist you in connecting to the right staff member, please listen to all the options before making a selection. To lie about why your child is absent, press 1. To make excuses for why your child did not do his homework, press 2. To complain about what we do, press 3. If you realize this is the real world and your child must be accountable and responsible for his or her own behavior, classwork and homework, and that it's not the teacher's fault for your child's lack of effort, hang up and have a nice day. Thank you for your interest in public education. If you want this in another language, move to a country that speaks it. I hate to wait. Sometimes I, I feel like that's all I do is wait for something that'll never come. Keep me searching for a heart of gold. You keep me searching and- Welcome to the Urban Guru Cafe. This week Aretti continues the interview with Rodney Stevens.
1: You say don't make the mistake of looking for presence outside of you. Can you say something a little more about that?
0: Presence is everywhere. Existence itself. When I say, don't make a mistake of a for presence outside of you, I mean, don't think that you can get it through concepts. I don't think that you can see it through any kind of external activities or that kind of thing. It, it is something that's very much within you. It's, it's, a, it's a stillness and a peacefulness that is wholly inside of you, and it's also outside of you. When you come to this understanding, it, it's as if the body is there, but... Spaciousness is all around it, and spaciousness is through it. There's no boundary. There's no boundary. What it is, is that there's just this presence of the body there. Whereas earlier, I was the body, you know, I am my thoughts. But now, there's this presence of the body, there's this presence of a thought, there's this presence of emotion, you know. It may be an angry emotion, you know, it may be a loving emotion, it may be a tender emotion. But as far as emotions go, these days, you know, they just kind of come and go.
1: You say awareness is the only I there is. Can you explain what you mean by this? It's probably elaborating on that former point that you made. You know, so the only I is not the body-mind, it's... Mm -hmm. It's awareness.
0: I got a couple of questions or responses to that statement on my blog. One woman was saying that she just loved it. She doesn't quite know why, but she's really moved by it. And that's okay because if it pauses you, then it's doing the right thing. When you really look at it, when you really sit, as Philip Addison says, when you really sit with this and see what is the case, you see that awareness is the only I that there is. Primarily, there might have been I am my thoughts, you know, I am my profession, my bank account, uh, my gender, you know, uh, whatever. And if you really sit and look at this, I'll stand, but if you really just look at this in a fairly, even straightforward manner, you'll see that this I has to be something that doesn't change because this is what you are and everything else changes. Your, your body changes. You're not always aware of your body. Your body always changing. The body can't recognize uh, anything. It, it, uh, it isn't capable of recognition A thought. It doesn't recognize anything. And so there, there has to be something even there that is knowing consciousness. So, when you really look at it that way, when you really sit with this and give it some attention, you see that there is this spaciousness, this bare, utter spaciousness that is truly the I that I had been using in reference to my body, my mind, my perception. And all of those things, of course, they aren't the I at all. Awareness is the I. And if understanding is anything, that's what it is, seeing that awareness is the I. It is the true I. It's okay to continue conversations in the same way, you know, using the personal pronoun I, continuing to use that is perfectly fine. I mean, it makes for easy conversation. But to know truly in your heart who you are, that this Iness is you, then your life takes on a wholly different dimension. You see that you're being lived and that you existence itself. And this existence, this I, is you. This is what you are. So that's what I meant by that, that awareness is the only I that there is. Because if you look at it carefully, you can easily see this for yourself. This stuff isn't difficult at all. And I try to point that out in my website.
1: forget all methods and concepts does that mean you have to stop all thought
0: you come to a place where thought stops I mean it happens naturally and that's a very good question for me when I came to that particular sentence from John's book it was just a natural stoppage I mean it was indeed a full and there it was. And so the stopping is not so much that you are doing the stopping, it's that you see that you are stopped and you go along with that pause. It's a matter of seeing that you're brought to a stop to, and you just remain at, at that stop. There's, it comes a full stop because you see that you pause by something and if you go with that pause, if you allow it to really sink in as it were. It just may reveal its depth and beauty to you. And uh, that's how it was for me when I came across that particular statement from John's book. That sense is all about seeing what is fully present right now. And just, wow, suddenly there it was, something that I had been overlooking. The stopping is important because awareness, even though it's ever-present, peaceful, radiant, and all of that, is very subtle and it is something that essentially is being overlooked but because it's subtle and i don't mean to say that it's something small or minuscule at all it is existence itself it is that from which everything else arises so that's why the stopping is a, is a particularly good way of seeing what is already present but of course
1: the stopping can't be contrived it's spontaneous
0: yes it's spontaneous Yeah, it's spontaneous. You you don't really have to do anything at all, which which is the way it's supposed to be. Uh, There's no one to do anything at all at that particular point. And that's one of the beautiful things that you see. Suddenly there is just spaciousness itself. And for me, I mean, it was like it just instantly felt like it extended through my body out beyond the balcony into the woods and into the stars and all of that and it was just like this utterly silent big bang
1: Just a simple exercise in your blog of closing your eyes mm-hmm. to note there is a definite presence of boundlessness and freedom, and then to open our eyes continuing to feel what was there in the darkness.
0: There are these simple other little ways of seeing the truth of all of this, and that's one of those ways. Another way is what we talked about earlier, you know, the working backwards kind of thing. It's not a method. It's not a process. Or anything like that. It's just if you really, if you sit quietly and close your eyes, see that there is a boundlessness there again it's something that we've overlooked you know we often we just close our eyes and try to go to sleep or whatever but if you close your eyes and really just be still you'll see that there's something that is more than the darkness you'll see that there's a vastness within the darkness and if you truly feel this you'll see that the spaciousness has no beginning, it has no end. You can almost see and feel that there's something in the darkness, that there's a presence in the darkness, But it's a welcoming presence, it's a glorious presence that has always been there. You sit with this for a minute, but even less than that, and you slowly open your eyes, continuing to feel this boundlessness. You just may see this boundlessness that has always been there while your eyes were open. Because what you are never, ever changes. It's presence itself. It's presence of awareness does not move whether your eyes are closed or whether it's open. This presence is there. But some people with their eyes closed may be able to discern this a little better And with their eyes open. Because with their eyes open, of course, they're drawn outwardly to things. With their eyes closed, there are a few less distractions. But this isn't something that works for everybody, not at all. No. But for some people, it may be a way of seeing what is presently there. And that's such a simple little thing, really. To the if you hear the song I sing, you will understand.
1: You say you don't particularly like the classic Advaita angle that all of this is a dream but you say it has some merits. Can you explain what you mean by this?
0: Yeah, events and occurrences happen but they aren't things that are separated from us. When you see that everything is awareness itself that these things are occurrences in awareness that these things are movements in a way, that, that, that thoughts, feelings, uh, situations, events, these things are movements, occurrences, and awareness. They aren't a dream in the sense that they aren't separated from awareness itself. They are things happening, but they aren't things that are separated from you. I am sitting here, you are sitting there, But there's an identical awareness in both of us, an absolutely identical awareness in both of us, even though there are differences in the way we speak and our personalities and the food we like and the thoughts we have, the way we like our coffee, or tea. uh, So uh, uh, there are all of these things there. But at bottom, there's this presence of awareness in both of us, and it does not change. That is what everything is arising from.
1: So what's your problem then with the dream analogy? Is it because there's always an implication that there's a dreamer if there's a dream?
0: That's part of it, but I really don't have any problems with it. It's just that when people say that, you know, it's all a dream, they didn't just behave in any way they want, then that's when it really bothers me, particularly with some of the teachers, the so-called teachers who all manner of things. You know, you just toss it off with that analogy. It's all a dream and, you know, I'm just playing out my karma, you know, Mm that kind of thing. It's using these spiritual euphemisms to do all manner of things.
1: To be pigs.
0: Right. (laughs) Let's not
1: mince words here.
0: Yeah, but also it, it just tends to be a little bit confusing for people, I've gotten quite a bit of questions about it. That's why I just try to point to life a little bit in the way that I do instead of using it, you know, in, in, in the classic terms, you know, it's all a dream because it, it's just a little hard for many seekers to to get that. But once your understanding is there, once it's solid, I mean, it's you know, there's no doubt about it, you know, your life is being lived. Thank you
1: quickly is the only way this can happen the understanding that is can you explain
0: yeah quickly is the only way that it can happen if it occurs and then it fades if there is deepening yeah exactly yeah if there's some deepening if there's some kind of something that you have to be in any way involved with there has to be some kind of assimilation or maintaining, then that's not it. If it's something that you have to assimilate over a period of days or weeks or months or something like that until you finally get it, you know, that's not it. Quickly is the only way Quickly is the only way that this understanding happens. This is the only way that this so-called awakening happens. It's full, it's quick, it's full-blown. I think I used that big bang analogy a little earlier, you know, it's very much like that. Suddenly there it all is. And all your questions are answered in that instant, after that point. After that particular evening, I have not asked John a single question. I have not had a single question, and that's one of the ways that you know that this is the real deal with someone. There are some other ways too. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you what they are, but that's one of the things that the person absolutely has no questions. All the questions are over. But you know, some teachers will say, and I, I, you know, I can name names. I don't. I have no more questions. You know, so you know, they're teaching, but they'll use that. Little catchphrase like there are no more questions, yeah. but they're teaching is like pure duality. It's, it's hilarious.
1: Well, I left my happy home to see what I could find out.
0: Everybody comes to this differently. Seekers, they will say, because Nisargadatta was enlightened, I have to go to India. They have to go to India. Not only they have to go to India, they have to go to his, that particular apartment. you know, his, like I'm going to go to that particular street, and I'm just going to you know, find somewhere to sit and see what comes of this. And not only that, I'm going to go and I'm going to sit in a cross-legged position because Nisargadatta sat in the cross-legged position, and I'm going to come to this understanding. So you see, a lot of this stuff becomes merely imitative. It has nothing to do with awareness itself. You know, you can get it just as well in Australia. That, well, Australia is the place to go now. <laughs> I, mean, man, I mean, man, y'all are, y'all are on the map. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the new India. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you see, largely what people are doing is just imitating. Because someone came to this understanding in India, and they happen to be sitting in a cross-legged position, they think, well, I have to sit in a cross-legged mm-hmm. position, even though we're used to sitting in chairs and we fans sitting in cross legged position very uncomfortable. But we think you know, we have to do that. In, in order to get this, you know, quote, enlightenment. You see the of it. I mean, it is yeah. just so funny. I mean, it, it's sad, it's funny, it's unfortunate. But it's...
1: also, Rodney, it's kind of like you said earlier about how we are so accustomed to learning that way in life. You know, that everything else is done that way. We learn to drive because we drive like somebody else. We learn to read. You know, all the things we do are always external like that. And so we're always looking for that external stuff to emulate so that we too can be the same as someone else you know, and and see what they've seen but this thing is completely different which leads to my final question where you say that this understanding does not happen for anyone because it's not happening for anyone and I liked what you said earlier that you can't take yourself on this road, you can't take the I, you know, the body-mind on this journey. Can you maybe finish off on that point? Because it's really the main thing, isn't it? There can't be a you that comes there, it's as simple as that
0: There can't be a you that you take along with you. You've been taking this you, so many of us have been carrying along this you during our very spiritual escapades and only to find that it's of no help to us whatsoever. It's just a dead weight. You know, whether it's your idea about yourself or whether it's your concept about yourself that you are this body that you are very spiritual person or that you have this concept that enlightenment is something that you have to achieve and all these ideas and things that you pull along with you, there are absolutely no help to you because awareness is already there. Awareness is already what you are. So if you pause and see the magnificence of that, then all this other stuff, all of these other extraneous teachings and, and, and concepts just fall by the wayside. We take ourselves to be a thought, a body, our personality, but there has to be something that is prior to our thoughts and our sensations for us to be able to recognize it. What is it right now that is prior to all of that? That is one of the most potent questions that you could ever ask yourself. And you can pose that question to yourself at any time of the day or night. And why not? I mean, presence isn't sleeping. What is it right now that is prior to the dream I was having or to the emotion that I was experiencing or to the itch that I was just scratching? You're even prior to consciousness. Allow yourself to be paused by that, because it's truly a mammoth statement, which is precisely why Nisargadatta entitled one of his books, just that, prior to consciousness. Discover it for yourself at this very moment, that which is prior to consciousness, because that is what you truly are, awareness itself. Again, that is what you truly are. Awareness itself, full stop. It's that simple.
1: So, Rodney, what's your blog
0: site? Oh, it's called Radiance of Being.
1: You've been listening to the Urban Guru Café. Stay tuned for more programs on the subject of non-duality. I want you. Yes, I want you. So, The Urban Guru Cafe is produced in Australia.